Hello, and welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, president of Borealis. This is episode number 31, being recorded on the 2nd of April, 2020. We all have lots of time on our hands because of the COVID-19 virus. We are in a state of self isolation, physical isolation, social distancing. The terms that we're learning each and every day seem to be mutating as fast as the virus sometimes. Hopefully the virus is not mutating. And I'd like to talk today about COVID-19 as it is unfolding in another country. The country happens to be India. And links to extremism, potentially violent extremism, by certain parties, certain elements in that country, that you probably haven't heard an awful lot about. If you've read my books, you know that most of the time I focus on Islamist extremism, Al-Qaeda, Islamic State, Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram, etc., etc. Although in my latest book, When Religions Kill, published last fall by Lynn Reiner, I did expand to other forms of, of religious extremism. So not just talking about Muslims and jihadis, but Christian extremists and Jewish extremists and Sikh extremists. And I had a whole chapter on Hindu extremists, of course, the vast majority of whom live in India because that's the seat of Hinduism. And I showed, I think quite categorically, quite blatantly, that there have been campaigns by certain actors, including some very senior religious leaders, and I don't hesitate to add some very senior political leaders in India that are fomenting violent religious extremism in that country. And the primary target of that religious extremism is the country's Muslims. Now, India is one of the largest Muslim countries in the world, believe it or not. Yes, Hinduism is by far the religion of the vast majority of of Indians, some 80%, but there are well over 100 million Muslims in that country as well, ranking it about third or fourth in the world, depending on on whose data you you, you count, much higher than many other so-called Muslim countries that we normally uh, would associate with Islam. And what we've seen over the years, dating back quite some time, is a very extreme, a very hateful rhetoric that has been brought to bear by some Hindu leaders, as I mentioned, both political and religious, towards that country's Muslims. And in the book, I talk about a couple of phenomena that uh, have been unfolding over the past couple of years. One is called a effort to stop what the extremists call love jihad, which is their contention that Indian Muslims are marrying Hindu women and forcibly converting them to Islam to gain the majority in the country, which of course is wrong, but that's the way they see it. And the other is a phenomenon called cow vigilantes, whereby Hindu extremists will target Muslims for beatings and killings if they feel they're involved in the meat industry. Of course, cows are sacred to Hindus, and anybody who works in the industry that leads to the death of a cow for consumption or for the use of its skin and tanning purposes for leather is seen as engaged in a wrongful activity. And gangs, violent gangs, have surrounded Muslims and beaten them to death. Those are the two types of extremism I focused on in the book. And in light of what's happening with the coronavirus in India, and you've probably seen the news that the uh, Indian uh, Prime Minister Modi has was a little bit slow off the on the uptick in terms of coronavirus, denying it was in India and not taking precautions. And of course, now he's realizing that it was a mistake. India, of course, is the second largest, rapidly become the first largest popu- country in the world by population. It'll probably surpass China soon, if not already. And now he's announced a crackdown. And what we're finding happening is that Hindu extremists in that country are again targeting Muslims, but in a very different way. They are accusing India's Muslim minority of being the source of the coronavirus. And there's a social media hashtag that's out there 
called Hashtag Corona Jihad. Uh, and they're blaming in the India's Muslims for spreading the virus in that particular country. Now, there is a bit of truth to some of it, but very, very little. There's a group called Tablighi Jamaat, which is a very conservative Muslim organization, which organizes these mass, it's kind of a missionary movement, and they organize these mass meetings periodically at which hundreds of thousands of people show up. Tablighi Jamaat themselves is not a terrorist group. I remember looking at it many years ago when I was at CSIS to determine if in fact they did qualify as an Islamist extremist group, and the answer was no. They're definitely extremists, they're definitely conservative, but they're not violent. And in the wake of one of these meetings that was held, probably injudiciously, it looks like there have been a number of confections. People have come down with the coronavirus, and of course, given that they were all in very close proximity during these religious gatherings, they pass it on to other people. Indian police say that they have traced 128 infections and seven deaths to one such gathering which was held in Delhi late last month. So now what you have happening is the Hindu extremists have picked up on this, and they are accusing these Muslims of deliberately passing on this virus. This is not a helpful situation. These extremists have been on the Muslim case for a very, very long time already, and they are simply using the coronavirus as one more cudgel, if you will, to beat the country's Muslims. It's not as if they already have enough excuses. They already hate the Muslims. They see them as a fifth column. They want to eject Muslims from India. They don't want them to have any religious rights. And I think that what we're seeing here is a phenomenon that we're seeing in other parts of the world. We see it here in Canada to a certain extent with the labeling of anyone that looks to be of East Asian origin by certain people who blame them for spreading the virus. And we've seen insults and prejudice and racist slogans shouted against Canadians who, again, to the average idiot, appears to be a Chinese, even if they're not. I haven't seen any violence to date on that. And I don't think we will, but never say never. You can't account for the moves of every moron that's out there. But I'm very worried about the situation in India. The Indian Prime Minister himself has made some very unhelpful comments when it comes to the country's Muslims. The party that he belongs to, the BJP, is very closely tied to an organization called the RSS, which is a very extreme Hindu organization that represents millions and millions of Indians. And I'd be very surprised if we don't see this shaming and blaming, if you will, that has been inflicted upon India's Muslim population for the coronavirus turn violent and, and so sooner rather than later. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that we don't see this descent into uh, mass hysteria. We don't see this pogroms being carried out against India's Muslims. The situation is definitely going to get worse before it gets better. Because India was slow off the mark, there were tens of millions of people that are migrant workers who were unable to get back to their homes when the transportation system was shut down. So you have these people wandering the streets and wandering the roads of India trying to get home. I've seen photos in, in the media of how they're in massive crowds, throngs of people moving here and there. And there's no question that the virus is going to spread and that given that India is not a wealthy country, relatively speaking, without the medical facilities that we have here in the West, and we're, we're already strained here in the West. Even in Canada, we're worried about having enough beds, enough ventilators, enough masks, enough protective gowns to meet the crisis in Canada, which is relatively low. India is going to have a heck of a lot bigger problem in this regard. Once the situation gets worse, people are going to have to start to look for enemies, people to blame this on. And the Hindu extremists have already started with the Muslims. So I sincerely hope that we go, don't go down that path, but if recent history tells me anything, it's that Hindu extremists in India will stop at nothing to blame Indian Muslim population for all the ills of society. 
I guess we'll have to watch this space and see what happens. I, again, I, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope this is just uh, me shouting into the wind and nothing's going to happen, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's it for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the content. You can certainly provide me with your feedback. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at borealisaves. You can leave comments for me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. You can also subscribe to all the content that is produced by Borealis Threat Risk Consulting. Quick hits like this, longer podcasts, an intelligent look at terrorism, perspectives today in terrorism, whole host of information that's available free of charge. If you go to my website, www.borealisthreatrisk.com, hit the subscribe button, fill in your information, you'll get a daily digest of everything produced by Borealis on a daily basis, free of charge to your email inbox. like to hear from you. Tell me what you think, or give me ideas for further podcasts or blogs. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.